queen ten. Yeah, Levy with a queen ten and the win. Called the race with a. He called the race with queen ten, honey. I know, honey. He's some online guy. What's up, everybody? This is Adam Ruthless Levy, and I'm here with Patrick Darmody, and this is Above the Meta. This is our sixth episode. We are getting back at it. Uh, it's been fun the past maybe three months that we've been recording. What's up, Patrick? How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, just kind of, uh, it's been it's been a busy week for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Say yeah, more. I, What's going on? I hiked um, with a couple of friends in L.A., we just were like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be smart about the hike still while we're at quarantine time. But it turned we ended up getting one of our water bottles kind of un I think we left it and then someone took it and then we were le- short on water and the hike was longer than we expected. But luckily we made it back. There was a waterfall at the end. Uh, you could slide down, which was super sick. It's called Switzer Falls in LA. It's like twenty minutes outside of uh like it's right outside of Pasadena in the Angeles National Forest. So that was sick. And uh, then I started a nine to five job this week, which is different. <laughs> that is definitely different. Uh, I mean, first of all, so you guys lost a water bottle on the hike. Like, was it in the middle of it? No, we like we're at the waterfall uh-huh. idling. And then um, so it was me and uh, two other guys, Brennan, who, you know, and Shout out uh, boy, yeah, homie uh, Jake as well, who's a. Uh, great up and he's gonna i hope he makes does big things in uh directing rennert films there you go another shot or rennert media on instagram anyways um so yeah we we just left the water ball at the waterfall like area which was like the end of like like the you know the point where you turn around for the the hike and um then we went back and it was gone and we weren't gonna be like did you take it did you take it did you take it (laughs) You know, but uh, we just we had to conserve water. We stopped a few times. It was pretty tough. It was, you know, it was, yeah, it, it was never dire, but it was definitely we were definitely pretty gassed after it ended up being like a six mile hike. I think Do you guys have to, you know, recycle urine or anything drastic like that. Thankfully, no. But the thought did occur to me. I was like, <laughs> I may have to drink some water in that river. That's yeah. like, you know, the good thing about the hike was it was all shade and it was a river going through like the entire time. There was just like this nice little creek like next door on the hike. But. Yeah, well, Matt Damon in the Martian had like 180 days uh, on the surface of Mars and you and Brennan had like a six mile hike. You guys are, are both heroes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just as we're, we're uh, just as, you know awesome as as matt damon in the martian it's basically you're like did he have didn't he have to like eat his own like he like had to use his own poop to fertilize and yeah, then and to uh, grow uh, potatoes. Like potatoes yeah yeah shout out to uh to jason conception of the ringer he's got a funny bit about how matt damon might have spent some alone time with those potatoes you know you know what i'm talking about this lonely oh, martian oh. nights is that network <laughs> yeah network <clears throat> Sick. He's got good, a new pod coming out. Pretty excited about that. Uh, no nice. free ads, but shout out the connection. Uh, yeah, man. So you had mentioned you got a new job, and that came as some surprise to me because I've known you as a uh, independent thinker, a free society man, not necessarily chained to anyone's schedule but your own. So congratulations to the job. We'd love to hear about the adjustments. Thanks. This is day two, right? Yeah, uh, it kind of just materialized 
pretty quickly, honestly, like the last time we recorded the pod, there was no job in the, you know, and then, um, I kind of just had, a. I had actually reached out to these guys a while back. Um, they were like, uh, former poker players that I knew. And then, um, they were like, Oh, we're not hiring right now, but then they're hiring like litter a couple weeks ago. And I just kind of was like, you know, we'll try this out. Uh, see, like if it's something that I'm interested in and it turns out that it's actually pretty cool. It's like fraud analysts, uh, fraud. You're like reviewing fraud. And, uh, there's a lot of things like that in poker. (laughs) It's very similar to poker, to be honest. That's what they kept saying. And it's very true where you have to like basically take these pieces of information that you think are legitimate or are, you know, a scam. And then you just have, but you also have to like, kind of use all the pieces of information you can find to figure out like if this is true or not, like if this is actually going to be, you know, uh, uh, like they're They actually are scamming or they're not. And there's a lot of, you know, it's just like a cool way to utilize a lot of the skills that I've learned, I guess, over the past 15 years. Cause I, that's basically what you're doing in a hand of poker where you're trying as much as possible to figure out what this guy has. And you can't a hundred percent know ever unless he literally flips over the cards um but you can definitely assume pretty you know well and uh yeah you're kind of doing a similar thing here adam lee the uh, professional bluff sniffer i love it <laughs> yeah the uh it is it, it is a little different like me having a schedule uh <laughs> Uh, I, I, maybe I value time a little more when you're nine to fiver. Cause like, like right before the pod, I went and worked out and I, I just felt like I needed to do it because there was no time before that to do that. And, um, then, you know, got to eat, got to do this, got to, you have a few hours off and then it's time to just go to bed and do it again. And yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's what everyone always says about having children. Like, imagine having a nine-to-five job, and this is probably triggering a lot of people out there who are currently homeschooling their children or will be soon during <laughs> lockdown. Having a nine-to-five job and then having to, to rear children and then all these other adulting uh, uh, draws in your time. Like, I just don't know how you ever would reach, you know, Challenger and League of Legends with that kind of uh, demands for your, your How can you reach all four? How can you reach Challenger and League of Legends and the, the quad that you mentioned yeah. last? Uh, the gauntlet. Know. Yeah. I've stalled out on platinum for both. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <clears throat> That's awesome, man. Well, good to be back. I know we were kind of on vacation. Did you have a good fourth? Uh, Yeah. It was good. Uh, I actually got to go um, visit some of my old uh, roommates. Uh, I used to live in a, like a a big house in uh, L.A. last year, like five dudes. It was fun. Uh, and I just I felt the, those are the people that, I, you know, like these. I live with those guys for a year. I kind of felt like I'm not going to go out of my way to be social, but also like I would like to see some people and I was just chilling at the house. It wasn't like there were many other people over or anything. So that was good. Oh, uh, I did. We did almost get hit by fireworks. That was a thing. Um, not like, you know, like fire, you know, like the shreds of fireworks that after the firework, uh, kind of blows up and it just like, like kind of sprinkles down like ash. Yeah. Yeah. That's what was like falling on us. And some, we were at the park and some dudes, uh, 
some dude just decided he was going to shoot it up, but it didn't go high enough. And it went like maybe 40 feet in the ground and then just like exploded all over Echo Park where we were, where everyone like was residing watching the sunset. And um, that was a little scary. And then there was a, uh, this is definitely not safe for work. Uh, I guess I should say that now. Um, But there was a homeless lady who was, we've all seen her before at the, like we recognize her. Um, And I guess there was this uh, taco stand that was playing hip hop and they decided to put on a ludicrous, like, uh, What's that song like uh, from the head to the toe? I wanna or lick, lick, lick you from your head to yeah. your toe. Yeah. As, as soon as that song came on, I'm not joking. This homeless lady in front of us took off all her clothes and started dancing extreme, like perfectly on beat to the song. I mean, that's why you play ludicrous, just to manufacture organic, you know, moments like that. Yeah. <laughs> it so gets, it gets the people going, you know. <laughs> It was entertaining uh, 4th of July, at least, with all that. that. Yeah, that sounds like it. I was uh, in Big Sur and then down in uh, Santa Barbara, not too far from you, my old stopping grounds. Good time, a little weird, kind of a ghost town. It was very clear that they were trying to keep crowds uh, from congregating, and so it gave the town kind of a creepy, like not really inhabited vibe, but still a good time. Um, Did you shred any gnar, or did you, uh, (laughs) you know, did you send it? I did not. Uh, oh. I lived there for a year, surfed, I think, one and a half times, including uh, a paddleboarding incident where I ended up washed up on a beach after basically knocking myself out. So I'm not uh, not quite sure surfing is for me. So I stick by, behind the keyboard, as it were. Fair <laughs> enough. We're keyboard warriors. That That's yeah. why we're here. So quick run through uh, for today. So this is the first time since we've potted where there's really just not that much news happening. I think we're finally feeling the effects of the lockdown here and that there's a lot of tournaments that are either on pause or speculated to not happen. Still have a couple of interesting things to talk about. And then uh, obviously wanted to ask you about your new job and kind of what you've learned so far and how you're applying your, your gaming knowledge to that. Seems like at least in day two, you're uh, – feel like you're pretty prepared to sniff out fraud based on your, your poker experience as it were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, wait, wait, was that something you want? You're asking me this now or yeah. is this, I want yeah, like, I just wanted to cover that. And I feel like we kind of addressed that. I mean, you're two days in, I don't expect you to have full command over your, uh, your new company quite yet. I'm a fraud analyst. God, no. <laughs> yeah. CEO ruthless coming soon. Maybe not quite there yet though. <laughs> Awesome, man. But wanted to kind of jump in and just uh, start with a little bit of what you've been playing. I know you've been really busy. You've been able to get to any games recently? Um, it's both. If I have had time, it's just been magic. Just been magic. Uh, it's just like the the tried and true game. Um, that said, uh, I jokingly sent a friend, uh, a, a, who's a girl who plays magic. I know. Um, uh, it's like. It's like kind of a unicorn. Um, and <laughs> did you send her a proposal? Uh, well, what happened was I sent her a deck pick and then I kind of just like hashtag it unsolicited deck pick as a joke. <laughs> oh and then I God. just like, cause it was like a, so in cube you just get to, it's like best all the cards in the format. It's a limited format. You should, if you should, you should really play cube. It's the best format ever. You play some ridiculous games. Yeah, basically some 
got a kid invented it like, you know, 15 years ago. And you just take like 700 of the best cards in magic and put them into a, like a format to just draft. So everyone gets these like crazy decks with, you know, Black Lotus and, and like, I think the deck in particular that I had had Black Lotus, Mox Sapphire and Mox Jet. And that's like three of the, you know, best cards in the game in my deck. Damn. Um, How'd you go? Uh, that one, I went 3-0. There you um, go. You can only go like, you only play three matches because it's not like a competitive format, but it is super fun. And um, I then from that, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to start this Instagram account. So, yes, if you have sick decks that you want to be, you know, put on Instagram, uh, please DM me at at unsolicited deck picks. <laughs> Are you kidding or is that a real thing? No, it's a real thing. I already made like three posts. So I kind of just like joked about it with her. And then I was like, you know what? Let's see if this is actually taken. And it, and it wasn't. That sounds like a really fun format. That reminds me of uh, a couple years ago, Hearthstone changed the way that they did the arena draft mode. And that uh, normally you're, you can expect to get like half of a legendary in a deck, meaning, you know, you're not going to get one every deck. They changed it to where you would have like six or seven. And so all of these decks were just like, more powerful than the constructed format and this kind of like a random draft one. It was really fun, but like I remember drafting and I wasn't really aware of this change and thought that I just was like unbelievably lucky. I was like, I am going to go 12 and 0 and just become legendary. And then I think I went 0 and 3 because I wasn't building the deck based on like a good deck. I was just picking all these crazy cards and didn't realize that everyone else also was going to have, you know, the bazookas and all these insane cards. So it sounds like a fun format, but um, yeah, I can kind of see why it's probably not that competitive. Well, no, it, it's extremely competitive. You're, but like, it's just it's just literally not a format that wizards exactly. of the coast yeah. will like you know Support. co-sign to. Yeah, uh, I did bury the lead though. I forgot <laughs> last week because uh, it wasn't it wasn't last week. It was two weeks ago. Um, I actually started streaming poker on Twitch. Um, there we go. I did it, I think, three three times, and I had like 15, 20 followers every time, um, which was uh, which was cool viewers. And uh actually one of them ended up wanting me to coach them. So then I did two poker coach uh like two sessions with this guy, and then he immediately won a couple tournaments, and I was just like, This is great. So it was super fun. I would like to do that again, but right now. Uh, unfortunately, America's card room is like having some technical difficulties um, because the past two times that I played also, they had to cancel all tournaments. So, yeah, um, maybe in the future, you know, maybe we could stream some other stuff. I don't know. Let's do it. Yeah. Adam Belichick over here coaching people to greatness. So what <laughs> this is actually something that we want to talk about, which is, you know, developing competency in a game. Um, we've we got a couple of questions around game theory, I think from some of your poker friends a while ago, which led me down this whole rabbit hole of you know game theory optimal play and then kind of how you move beyond that. But I'm I'm curious from your coaching sessions, what were like the super obvious things to you that maybe this guy didn't necessarily see that you were you know change his perspective on and allowed him to to do better? Well, so there funny enough that I actually referenced the coaching session in the interview that I had for the real job. Uh, uh, but there are a few things. One, 
I have coaching is really cool for the uh, the like the coach itself because you have to. I'm not going to say dumb it down, but you have to uh, like basically get on their level and get on their level doesn't mean higher. It, it could I mean, it could be higher or lower. And sometimes you have to figure a way to articulate what you're saying at your very high level, but somehow like kind of lower it just to like make them comprehend. And it's like, yeah, it sounds kind of like, you know, um, like, I'm I'm so good or whatever, but it's like that's literally what you have to do as a coach. Sometimes you have to break it down and make people understand from a different like perspective. And um, I did that uh, a few like in a couple ways. And sometimes you just have to change your vernacular. So that's that's always kind of interesting to me because it makes me a better poker player by doing that. And um, then one thing that he learned that was like, what the hell? I can't believe I've been doing this. Was he was not being too active with mid pairs. Hmm. So like the, for years I used to just think, you know, you're supposed to go all in with like fives or sixes for like 25 big blinds. And um, like you should basically always just be calling. Hmm. Like if there's a raise, you just call if you're in position on like the button or something. Yeah. I know in the office. Uh, uh, what? In the office, yeah, when you're when you're dealer, right? Oh yeah, in the office. That's a is that slang that you've heard before? Because I've never heard that. If it is, I'm I lo- I mean, I'm just yeah. Like, that's where you make just, your money. Yeah, no, I agree. The button is where you make your money. You're in the office. Yeah, that's good. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just like thinking. I ne- I just have never heard that, but I know that you used to. You know, you you you've mentioned that you used to have a little home game at your house. Yeah, so I'm exactly. sure there was like some some lingo that was, you know, that was spit. And I mean, poker's got uh, an insane language, as you know, it's, it's great how many ways you can say the same thing using made up terms. So yeah, I'm not surprised you haven't heard that, but that's what I prefer. Interesting. But yeah, so basically this guy was, would go all in with like sevens or, you know, any type of mid pair in these situations where I was like, no, 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 you should just be calling the, on the button to raises. And it really can be effective because a lot of times when you call the button, like you said, in the office, uh, <laughs> they respect that you're in the office. They, they respect your time on the button and they check to you. So then you get to see, you know, a turn for free if you want, or you just get to bet small and win the pot. So it's kind of a very simple concept. But a lot of, it, but it, it took, it can be, it, it just feels weird having such a bad pair and then being told to call instead of shove in these spots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, as you know, from uh, your birthday game that we played together, I'm a very loose player. I would be shoving everywhere. So not surprised <laughs> that that's maybe a tip I could take to my own practice. <laughs> I mean, awesome. granted, it's something that I did for a long time too. So, you know, uh, I used to 30 big blinds, oh, fours, someone raise, I'm all in, you know. <laughs> Uh, but apparently that is uh, not the right approach anymore because the game changes. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the other thing we were talking a little bit about before we recorded was it uh, seems like we both have a little bit of interest in exploring StarCraft II again. So I played a little bit this past week. I had some downtime and was kind of reminded of a couple of you know entrepreneurs that I admire in the, in the tech world who both 
kind of attribute StarCraft as like the game that'll teach you the most about business because it touches on a lot of stuff like uh, resource management, understanding, you know, your own competencies and your own like situations that you can win in and all these varieties of things. And, and you had mentioned you've played a little bit of StarCraft in the past, right? Yeah, I mean, I played Warcraft growing up, and then when StarCraft came out, I remember my mom called, picking up uh, the phone and kicking me off the internet every time <laughs> I played. I was playing StarCraft specifically because I was yeah. in like high school then. Uh, then StarCraft Two came out, cool. I actually met Mike Morheim. Oh, really? Uh, randomly, yeah. There was a poker uh, and StarCraft like battle for some news piece in LA, and uh, it was uh, we got annihilated. <laughs> but um yeah like so we had to play uh starcraft 2 and against them and they had to play poker against us and one of the guys almost won because it was showing the element of luck versus the element of just like pure skill yeah stuff. yeah man i uh i just i remember starcraft being so stressful as a kid because i was terrified of moving outside of like my base and into the fog of the war the unknown was like petrifying for me um, it's funny how, you know, 20 years later playing it, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is fun. And now I'm super aggressive and now I love going out there and, and try to be like the first one to rush and that kind of stuff. So yeah, you're talking about stuff we could stream. Maybe we could, uh, jump back on the old Starcraft machine and see if we can get a game going. Yeah. That, that's a game that I, so a lot of the, pro, the issues with these other games are like the dedication, like, <laughs> I, well, it's not even necessarily the other games. Like if it's a, Game that I've played before, great, or type of game I've played before, like sports, racing, you know, magic, even Hearthstone. Like, I can pick those up, like, fairly quickly compared to if I'm playing, like, like uh, freaking any shooter game or, you know, uh, like League of Legends or something. There's just too much to learn for me to be competent. Yeah. Speaking of League of Legends, that was another game I considered picking up. And it seems like uh, at least one congresswoman has done the same. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted out that her lockdown project has been League of Legends. She finally got to Silver 3. I did a little bit of research on this, but based on what you know about League of Legends, what do you think her play style is? Her being the congresswoman from New York, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders supporter, you know, kind of more on the left side of politics. She's definitely not support. She's definitely, you know, (laughs) getting in there, fighting dragons, um and probably being a little too aggressive. So I actually agreed with you. I was like, there's no way she plays anything other than ADC. Like she is getting carried the whole time. And then in the end, you know, kind of comes in and, and tries to dominate things. You know, she's this burgeoning figure in politics. I figured she'd like to be kind of the same in uh in League of Legends. Apparently she does play support. So people oh, have, wow. people have played Plot with her. Twist. Yeah. Yeah, very surprising. Um, but I had this thought though, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if she played Magic the Gathering and she's like, yeah, I really play like, you know, blue, green, like token or something, right? Like just something super, (laughs) super focused on the colors that she cares about the green new deal and then blue politics did not, did not expect her to say that League of Legends is the game she's playing. So my question to you, I guess, is what celebrity or public figure uh, if they said that they were a gamer and said a game, like what would be the craziest combination to you? Like if Joe Biden said that he's actually like a war zone player, like what, what do you think would be the most surprising celebrity and game combination? Um, 
I mean, I'm not I, that that you're you're good at these questions. I'm I'm gonna come up with an answer. I just don't. I feel like if I say, I will say that I know that Seth Rogen uh, plays Magic. Really, I've definitely played it in the past. That's so that's kind of cool. That yeah, that doesn't seem that's the thing. Like that's not like that's like a cop out of an answer. No, so I will get you an answer, <laughs> but I don't want to just like like just blow it by saying something incredibly bad. Yeah. So Duncan Trussell, the comedian, was on Joe Rogan, and he like painfully admitted that he really liked playing Hearthstone, and he had to explain what Hearthstone <sighs> was to Joe Rogan, and it's just like you're gonna see Joe Rogan being like, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> So I have a um, really, you know, Mike Tyson playing Animal Crossing. Oh, there you go. I could see that. Though. I feel like he's got that whole thing I with pigeons, right? Yeah, he's got that yeah. thing with pigeons. He really likes, you know, taking care of small, genteel creatures. What about the um, the mountain playing Animal Crossing then? There we go. Yeah. Like he's just like on his switch with his big arms, like trying to like move it around. And then like he's just like, hey, I got some turnips. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with the popularity of Animal Crossing if it's gone all the way to the top ranks of uh, World's Strongest Man. I do have something to say about Duncan Trussell, though. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is uh, definitely how I um, sometimes I stumble with my words. And so I was walking actually with a B-boy again when I was living in Echo Park uh, with a couple other guys. Uh, and I see this dude get off the bus and just he's walking and then it's just Duncan Trussell. And I'm like, that's Duncan Trussell. Oh my God. Wow. I got to go up to him. And I just see him walking and I walk towards him and I, and like, I don't know what to say. Cause I guess the way that I react to celebrities is like when I see, like if I want to actually talk to like a woman that I'm attracted to and like, I have like a split second to say what I want to say. And it usually is just going to be pretty bad. Um, so this, but like, it doesn't matter what you say, as long as you just get their attention initially, and then you can work from there. So literally I just see him and I just go, esports. Like, that's all I said. That's all I could muster up because I know that he plays like, like a uh, hearthstone and overwatch or whatever. And somehow that grabbed his attention and we started talking for a bit. And after a little bit, he was like, all right, man. Like, yeah, I'm glad you like esports and this is cool. And like, you know, and then I was like, yeah, add me on Xbox, like, Firthless. Like, I, I was just like kind of, because it's one of those things where, what, am I going to ask him? Like, yo, do you want a game sometime? Like, let me get your text. Bro, you, you know, want like, a your game phone sometime? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like such a goofy situation. And then I just walked away and I was just like, what? Why did I say that? But I mean. Yeah, I mean, everyone thinks that they're, like, going to be cool around people who are kind of famous until they meet someone who's kind of famous. Like, I have very few uh, run-ins with celebrities in in my line of work. Um, (laughs) The one person I've met who, at least on Twitter, is a big deal to me is the DJ Dances with White Girls. I don't know if you've ever uh, heard any of his songs. He's, like, the funniest follow on Twitter, though. I saw him at a bar in L.A. for the Eagles playoff game. And he's just like, yeah, man, it's cool that you like about Twitter, but like, I, I just don't want to talk to you. I was like, that, I totally respect that, man. <laughs> like, I, was like, I, I was like, we have absolutely nothing in common. Like, thanks for saying what's up. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. So, can't say I'm, a, you know, any better at uh, at meeting semi-famous people either. <laughs> That's fair. It, it, it can be. It's it's a weird um, reality sometimes because like you want to like you 
you're just like another person to them that they have now they've heard it all almost. So if you're going to say anything to them, you you, sh- you got to say something very specific and unique and and like grab their attention cuz you're just like they already have their friends. They haven't they've met enough people, you know? So it's kind of this weird thing. So if you actually want to somehow find a way to connect with them, you just need to dig deep, I guess. And sometimes like in that case, they just don't want to. <laughs> it's just a tough situation, you know, you're just doomed. Yeah, I mean, I uh, can't, can't really say I blame it. It was a bit of a, a forced situation standing in line for a bar, and I think we're in Los Feliz. But, um, yeah, I mean, famous people, they're just like us, I would say. Uh, just try to be nice and see if they want to talk. And if they don't, <laughs> what else are you going to do? And who that cares? reminds me of, like, a, a people, you know, the magazine. <laughs> yeah. You remember last time? There'd be, like, a section, or maybe it was Us Weekly or something. There was like, hey, look, it's Reese Witherspoon. She shops just like us. You know, yeah. she pumps the gas just like us. Yeah. You know, the best is when ridiculous. it's, like, people coming out of rehab. And it's like, they go to, you know, $20,000 a day rehab centers just like us. And it's like, oh, man. But yeah, uh, stars are just like us. I think that was an Us Weekly thing. So one of my one of my mentors is a guy from New York, and he said the the biggest difference between the people in New York and the people in LA is when people in LA see a celebrity, they try to get something from them, like attention, whatever, give them a demo, a screenplay. People in New York would just like actively disdain the person, uh, with, but never say anything or touch them or do anything. You just kind of like glare at them and then look back down at the ground he's like that's the biggest difference (laughs) i don't know if that's true but that was his words uh speaking of people going nuts so madden released the ratings for madden 2021 and like every single year it's a new story in and of itself uh have you taken a look at any of the ratings for any of the players for this upcoming game uh yeah you did i mean you brought it to my attention i i had to take a look at um you know the the running backs uh, at least and some others. And I mean, dude, Christian McCaffrey at 99, when there is not another, the second best is Derek Henry at 93 is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a big drop off. Um, I mean, Derek Henry was a a force of nature, you know, this past season. It was pretty impressive to watch. I don't know. Yeah. How do you rate some of these players? It's really, really challenging. Um, but my kind of conspiracy take on this is something we were talking about before the pod. I think they intentionally have some kind of screwy ratings that don't necessarily line up with, I'd say, popular conception of how the players' uh, talents are actually evaluated just to create the news story. Because it seems like every week or every year they do this, this is kind of a news story, at least with you know the football crowd for like a couple of days. And I feel like it's just the the smartest way to get some earned PR without actually having to do anything. And that's why you see like Brady this year at a 90 when, you know, the guy probably should have retired a couple of years ago. Love Tom Brady to some extent, but saying that he's better than Aaron Rodgers, better than Dak Prescott, better than a lot of these guys by that margin just seems a little, eh, a little suspect. I, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit with you in that. Like, so, yeah, I mean, that, that is going to create PR. But I just think that Madden is so big at this point that the ratings are just going to create PR itself. Like, and, and yeah, maybe there's some, specifically with Tom Brady, I don't think we can just write him off just yet. Because I think go. he, <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. 
but I think that he is, is has a completely different offense. He actually has great wide receivers in Chris Godwin and um and uh, uh, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. Yeah, and we're just I, I think I think you know maybe a few weeks into this season we're gonna be like oh god Tom Brady's he's done, but uh, I, I do think that it's. It, I will agree that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady um, as far as like, there's probably a little bit of finesse with Tom Brady just because he's like such a champion, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's, it's always interesting. So I was thinking about this. I, I mentioned this to you before that we recorded. I always look at the Madden ratings, look at the players who are represented, you know, highly, lowly, whatever, try to match myself up against them as it, most people would. So I got to ask you, what do you think would be your overall? And let's go with your speed rating if you were a Madden 2021 character. Uh, um, well, I'd go overall, I'd probably be like a 58. And then my speed rating would be like a 29 because uh, I, when I played baseball, the, the like this is when I was in like 11th grade, uh, the kids on my team would say, do you have like a train attached to your you know like your back like what are you trying to carry because you were gonna say back what (laughs) (laughs) like i like yeah like what are you trying to pull a train i don't know because it takes you forever to get around the bases so i guess i'm just not that fast but so if you're saying you're like a 50 something overall at a 28 speed does that mean you're like a 90 strength like where are we making up these averages here well, I just feel like I have some great awareness. I was always the great um, cornerback when I was playing in like sixth grade to seventh uh-huh. grade. I mean, I had a great like you know in the asphalt uh, two hand touch. You know, I was I was I was always the dude getting the UI the user picks. You know, like I like I <laughs> love doing that. <laughs> the user the IRL user picks in the simulation. Um, yeah, yeah, and and I think that so I guess I. I, my awareness and my football IQ would probably be pretty good. And maybe 58 is a little high. We'll go with like a 47 just to even it out. But I do think that my awareness and also um, maybe – oh, God, no. I think actually now that I think about it, I think we'd both just be like 14s or something <laughs> versus NFL players. I mean, Jesus – yeah, I think that's about where I'm at. I've met uh, I met like Carlos Hyde, uh, running back for the the Niners. I don't know if he's still on the Niners, but not at yeah. a bar. Met a couple guys like that out. Uh, met some like you know offensive linemen. It's just very clear looking at these people that they are not like even in the conversation with you in terms of athletic ability. Like there's just a such a discreet difference. So I'm coming in. You know, I ran a, a smoking hot five flat 40 in high school i think that puts me squarely in like the 30 range for speed but i'm gonna go overall yeah i think you're about right like no you're higher you're higher because you're forgetting all the big men who those guys are fast they're running they still run like five eight like no they're those guys like unless you're 400 pounds in the nfl you're running like a like a five one five two like it's not those guys can hustle i mean it's pretty all right fair enough all right, so check us out, Madden 2022. Hopefully, we'll finally get represented. Uh, shout out to Pat Mahomes getting 99 and Christian McCaffrey as well. Uh, do you plan to play Madden this upcoming game? 
Uh, probably I ended up during quarantine started me and my, uh, I think I mentioned it, me and my yeah. roommate, we ended up just playing a ton of Madden against each other. And the only people we played were Russ. The only teams we played were Seattle versus uh, KC. <laughs> and honestly, after a while, he just started beating me with KC every time. And it kind of sucked. Uh, he just like got better. And I was sad. I had to give up. I had to throw in the towel. I'm still bitter, clearly. Um <laughs> But it was, it was, it was, it's a pretty good game. Like we did some fantasy drafts. That was fun. You yeah. Know, where I like, uh, you know, just get, you just draft your own teams. That was the best part of Madden like 15 years ago and they got rid of it. Well, for a while. It's back now. So yeah. our, our, our last piece of kind of pseudo news here is still tracking some of the weird stuff that's happening in the streaming sector. So Dr. Disrespect, obviously we mentioned two weeks ago was uh, terminated from his contract with Twitch banned from the platform. Still no news uh, on that front, but it seems like Ninja kind of resurfaced after Mixter shut down is now streaming on YouTube. So is YouTube going to be where all these guys are going to end up now that Twitch is getting a little banned? No, I just think this is where he wants, he he's not going to sit out. You know, for like, a, he's not going to sit out because he does, is no longer uh, streaming for Mixer. Like, he clearly can't really go back to Twitch, but YouTube's a free platform. It's not like you know he need he needs to be paid by or yeah. Like, I mean, he could really even go back to Twitch if he wanted, but yeah. he'd just be probably doing it for you know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're bitter, maybe not, but he's probably just holding out a little bit. I guess I'm not uh, too concerned about him. He's probably going to be fantastically wealthy for quite some time now. So best of luck on whatever platform. Did you watch any of uh, his kind of return stream where they were basically making fun of Mixer the whole time? No, I didn't, but I mean. it's kind of funny. Uh, again, I don't cry much for, for millionaires. Uh, Dr. Disrespect, still a very strange story there. Hasn't been a lot come out and which is a little weird because it's been two weeks now, hoping that it's nothing you know, criminal. Uh, obviously, we don't root for terrible things that have happened, but it is a very strange story that I think a lot of people are really curious about, myself included. Yeah, the amount of just the the uh, it was so abrupt. Yeah, and then it was so everyone was just mum, like no one had anything uh, actionable to say, and it's just a very weird situation. I actually I did see Dr. Disrespect donated to a Nick Merck stream. Randomly. 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Dropped in, um, gave him 50 bucks, bounced out. Yeah, that's about it, but I don't know. I don't really like I, I just hope it's it's it wasn't an overreaction. That's all I uh, you know, like uh, I, well, I guess, yeah, I hope it wasn't that bad. And I ho- also hope, it, but I also hope it wasn't a rea- overreaction, just like ban someone because like they did certain things that maybe were not like cool. Yeah. I mean, I still think uh, Ninja should get banned from whatever platform he's on for that comment he had about how uh, shooting in Fortnite is exponentially harder than kicking a 60 yard field goal in the NFL. I still think that's one of the worst takes ever. But, uh, you know. <laughs> YouTube kid, that's YouTube's problem now. Listen, when uh, you're, you know, as as a, you know, semi-professional streamer with my two streams last few weeks, 
you just say things sometimes. Maybe you're not like, you know, maybe you defend it, maybe you don't. But some, you know, there's a lot of content that you're putting out. You're not going to have great takes all the time. Yeah, that's my concern with uh, with ever streaming. As most people who know me know I have, uh, you know, not a strong filter between my stream of consciousness and what I end up saying. So, in have fact, you ever streamed? I have uh, very briefly tried to get uh, some Hearthstone stuff going. Unfortunately, I just wasn't willing to invest in the uh, hardware necessary to do that. I'm still running most of my stuff off of laptops, uh, so we'll see. I mean, it's just getting back into it, though. It just seems like a fun way to hang out with people and play a couple of games. Did you make any money off of it? I mean, you have to have, like, what, 50 people uh, on Twitch? Yeah, to have I, a- I, am an aff- I am an affiliate for my Ooh. previous, uh, but, like, you, I think I had, like, three subscriptions, but the problem is you have to have, like, $100 worth of money uh money in your like amazon or twitch account to cash out so got it wow still a ways away but you know maybe if america's card room will keep not sucking um then or yeah or sorry if america's card room will stop sucking then we'll be able to play some more online we should just make our own poker platform and streaming platform and just you know consolidate vertically integrate here (laughs) definitely so i'm down I think there's room for a third. I mean, there's a rumor out there that uh, Spotify is potentially looking into the space, which would make sense. You know, it's a kind of cheap cost of content for them, but but we'll see. Uh, yeah, so anything else you wanted to talk about in the news front? Again, kind of a slow week here, which is kind of weird, but again, given the times we live in, not entirely unexpected, not a lot of live events happening. Yeah, oh, um, I just quickly wanted to mention that I uh saw this news piece about a hotel that is com- it's a it's called the e-zone cyberspace hotel and it's japan's first esports hotel it just opened last week um i think it's cool you know it's like if i was in japan actually it's in osaka so if i ever did make it to osaka i would definitely want to check it out maybe stay there a night or two um I could also see it being kind of crusty, you know, like a lot of people just decide to stay there for a while. They're just like gamers, sweaty gamers. Um, Like, how are they going to, you know, it's hotels. You kind of need to have that. The you you need to attract, be attract, attract like females in there too to somewhat i i i would think like it's not like a you can, it's weird just like gaming is generally mostly like a you know there are definitely women that that play but i think if you were to look at the data it would be mostly men so it, i think if you were looking at data of men who want to or people who would want to spend you know a couple of days in a hotel doing nothing but playing video games and passing out like i imagine that's a more more male interest uh generating activity i love that they're launching like like right during the coronavirus taking a note from quibi about launching a product into the uh the lockdown days but it's interesting i mean have you ever been to osaka you've been to japan no but uh i would love to go sometime so you're probably aware though and i think this is the play here of the they call them like pod hotels it's essentially like a bed and like a little tube that's typically attached to a bar. So I guess the idea is for the Japanese businessmen who drink all night, that you just drink all night, pass out, then go to work. I guess this is like the video game equivalent of that. You grind Warzone all night or 
probably more accurately league and then just pass out in a little tube and then come back and do it again and then you know go to work or whatever yeah one thing that was a little odd about it was that it is a shared they have a shared bathroom i guess <laughs> yeah so it's it's i i don't really get that maybe there's certain things that are different in um you know the other side of the world I guess most uh, but, guys who are playing there are just hooking a catheter up and just going all night anyway. Why use a bathroom? Why? why <laughs> what is this, South Park? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that seems interesting. Uh, I would definitely check it out if it was in my area at some point, but I'm not sure how much I would stay there. However, now that I say this whole thing about women and men, Japan is way different. Um, I could definitely see there being, a uh, you know, the, the divide being far less of it in Japan uh, just given the culture and you know uh, how much like anime and you know like I'm you know just just I just feel like it might be a little different and women might actually really want to go also there's this whole situation with like herbivores have you ever heard of that uh, it was a, no. I l- l- learned about this from modern romance the <laughs> Zizanzari uh, book that he wrote like years ago on like just dating and apparently there was there's, it's a Men who are just not seeking women out in Japan. And it's like, a, it was at least like four or five years ago, it was a big issue. Like 15 to 20% of men, or they were, yeah, like Japan was having trouble with, uh, like, get it, like, just there were, there were less, I think there were more people dying than there were being born. Yeah, so, I can remember this. Like, they had a, it's a, the replacement rate is what it's called. It was below yeah. the sustainability threshold. And that leads to like a lot of, a very aged population. Herbivores, that's interesting. So if you're more interested in gaming than you are pursuing a female mate, you're an herbivore. Yeah, not I, even think, gaming, I think but. what they said, and specifically it was Japan, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they uh, were saying that the shame of being rejected felt worse than the actual, like, you know, I mean, felt worse than anything. <laughs> you know, in the culture, I guess like like shame is you know one of the worst things you can feel. So they just ended up not trying at all. Um, and a lot of the women were like, you know, no, we would love it if you said something, you know, to us. But like, yeah, I don't know. I actually would recommend the book. I thought it was pretty interesting. They went through like Japan, Argentina, and America, just talking about the different like ways that you know men and women interact with each other, and it was cool. Talk about the dating meta. Look at this. Did not expect this to be here. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get the uh, the Japanese acquainted with my guy, William H. Macy, get him some shameless episodes. The secret is just to, to you know, seek out failure. I remember uh, I saw something about that with dating where like someone's goal was to get, I think, 100 rejections. And what they found out is they got like four or five rejections before someone was just like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll go to date with you or whatever. And then they <laughs> ended up like, I think, dating that person for a long time. It was uh, one of those Reddit posts. Um, there's a lot of like a lot of Reddit forums, obviously, so associated with this kind of stuff. Yeah, but it was pretty interesting because the guys like I literally thought I would get rejected a hundred times before someone said yes, and I got rejected the first handful of times. But he's like, it was surprising to me that you know, as soon as I was like, oh, my goal is to get rejected, I actually got what I really wanted, which was you know, a uh, a date or whatever it were. I can't remember exact the specifics on that, but. You know, if you're having any uh, issue with your dating life, uh, ask above the meta at gmail.com. Adam and I <laughs> happy to introduce you to uh, William H. Macy or uh, 
because he's in sorry. We can we can work on that. So Adam, that's uh, basically everything we had planned for today. I think we got uh, a few more questions we're going to get to probably next podcast. So send those to askabovethemeta@gmail.com. Also, we are now on basically every platform. So if you could like, subscribe, give us a rating, do all that kind of stuff. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know what you want to talk about. Uh, let us know, you know, what do you think of Adam's new haircut? Any of that kind of stuff, we're available for that. And if you have any uh, magic decks that you want um, posted, uh, unsolicited deck picks, uh, you can send that there on IG. Uh, also, you know, I, I think I think we're gonna fire up some Starcraft in the next couple. Yeah, weeks we'll, or something. Maybe we'll if you're a Starcraft a... pro and want to help us out, or want to be on my team and not Patrick's. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely get a, a streaming schedule going. I think just having kind of a casual stream would be kind of a, a fun thing to do. Adam, you got any final thoughts for the listeners? Any messages you want to leave everyone with? Um, just, you know, get out there and game. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, my final thought would be obviously everyone stay safe. But to build on that point, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Like we growth lies just outside the comfort zone, be that in video games, dating, life, etc. So don't be afraid to take that step. Uh, well I kind of, kind of a somber note. Wanted to mention this. Uh, Recful, the World of Warcraft streamer, actually passed away recently. Um, challenges with mental health for him uh, as a parent suicide. So, just kind of want to remind everybody: if you or a loved one you know needs help, don't be afraid to ask. It's uh, something a lot of people go through, and, and nobody should should have to go out that way. Kind of a, a bummer note to go out on, but I just wanted to touch that and i mean obviously sometimes you just gotta you know be real yeah you know, be hey life's hard especially now in a uh in a lockdown world with no uh invitational or league of legends or anything to look forward to so don't be afraid to reach out ask anyone for help adam it's been great talking to you yeah have a great week cheers man bye everybody put you down and keep you in put you down and keep you in i'll be working for a minute yeah so i can flex and say i did it yeah, they don't wanna see you in. Yeah, put you down and keep you in.